Restoration Radio UK are proud to present Gary Gatehouse. Looky here, a new listener. Hey, this ain't your little sister's radio station. That's right, it's not your little sister's radio station by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> well, I hope you're having a great day wherever you're at in God's big, beautiful world. It's a beautiful Friday. All you folks over there in the UK, down there in England, down there in London, I hope you're having a fantastic day. I'd almost bet you it's raining. Maybe not. Could be sunny intervals. Who knows? It's time to gear up for the pubs, right? That's right. It's Friday. It's time to get on board the Gary Gatehouse radio show Love Train. First stop, England. Fantastic day down here in the great state of Texas, about 80 degrees, blue skies, can't beat it. Can't beat it with a stick. You know, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of you have listened to the show, have listened to it for years, know that the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Fridays and weekends, come out of London, England, and Europe. My friend, Mr. Stephen Lang over there, who operates and owns three radio stations, presents my shows Friday and the weekends back-to-back on Restoration Radio International and Dogs of War Radio UK. And my voice is heard all over Europe. Heard in Scotland, Ireland, all over Germany, Italy, wherever. And it comes out of London, England. And I appreciate that. I love that fact. Like I've said many times, I lived in England for the better part of 10 years, back way back in the swinging 70s. And uh, I enjoyed it. The people over there are fantastic. Their outlook on life is fantastic. At least it was when I was there. I know a lot of things have changed since I was last there on business back in the 1980s, the mid to late 1980s. A lot of waters went under the bridge since then in England. And today, for the monologue, I would like to talk directly to the people of England and to those folks that still stand shoulder to shoulder, you patriots over there, you blokes and blokettes that still believe in your country for what it used to stand for, not what the politicians have done to it today. You folks that still are trying to find a way to get your country back out of the ditch and onto the main road to which it used to be, I admire you. All you folks that turned down the European Union, the membership of, I admire you for doing that. You got out in the streets You carried the signs, and you protested, and you changed the mindset of many British people to the point where the British government is now on the road to removing England, the UK, from the European Union. And that is a good thing, in my estimation. That is a good thing, in my opinion. Now, I've always said, and I've told it to my mate and my friend, Mr. Stephen Lang, many, many times over, that if I had my choice, if I had my druthers, I would migrate back to England and live there. Why? Because, like I said, I fell in love with the place. I fell in love with a thousand plus years of history. I fell in love with the attitude of the British people back then. I don't know what it is today overall. But back then it was one of chins up, stiff upper lip, and get the job done. Just like they did when they came out of World War II and going into it. The British people are resilient people. They've been around for many, many, many centuries. My ancestors, part of my DNA, rest in England and Scotland and, yes, Ireland. Now, like I said on one of my other shows, I just got my DNA back from Ancestry.com. And it broken down into where me and my DNA and my ancestors came from. The majority of my DNA resides in Western Europe. 15 to 17% in England. 12% or 15, 13% in Ireland and Scotland. So I am actually a European. I came from Europe. My ancestors came from Europe. And I'm proud of that. 
I am proud to be affiliated DNA-wise, brought-up-wise, whatever-wise, with being and proud to say that I have a, a Euro- European extract. That's where my DNA comes from. My ancestors, who worked tirelessly, broke, uh, broke soil, plowed soil, whatever the case may be, whatever their endeavors were, down through my chain of DNA, down through my chain that goes directly back to Western Europe, England, Ireland, and Scotland. I can truly say that my ancestors were a part of those great countries. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud to know a mate over there, a man named Mr. Stephen Lang. I've been affiliated with him for many years now. We've been on various radio shows. We've been on various radio internet stations over the last, oh, I don't know, eight years, seven years. We've known each other. And we talked in length about our ancestry, our fathers, when they both fought in World War II. Of course, our fathers never knew each other. His father fought in Europe. My father was in, in, in Burma. But they were all out there, both of them and their families, Stephen Lang's and mine. They produced fighters, war fighters, to take on Hitler take on the Japanese and defeat them. Now, at that time in history, Europe and the United States came together, allies, and we fought shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand, against those individuals, that government, Hitler's government, that was trying to destroy the world and bring on Nazism and fascism to the whole world. And I am very proud to know Mr. Lang. I've never had a chance to actually physically shake hands with him or talk with him. But I've grown to know this man over the years just like he was my brother. We've talked and we all, both of us, have families. Uh, His wife's name is Sharon, so is mine. What a coincidence. Mr. Stephen Lang is, I am a proud American and I'm a proud product of British and European ancestry to call you my friend. And I wanted to say this on the air for all to hear. I wanted to say it so you know that I, as an individual who stands shoulder to shoulder with you and your mates over there in England who are fighting the tyranny of what your government is trying to force on you, whether it be Muslims or Islam or the European Union, I stand with you 100%. I stand with you folks in Europe. I stand with you folks in England. I just wish there was a time and a place in in the future where I could uh, get enough money together to fly over, to spend a few days back in England, sit down at a pub and have a couple of pints and maybe, oh, I don't know, sashay off to a fish and chip shop and sit down on the curb and have some fish and chips. I just missed all of that. I miss it. I miss it today. I find myself going back in my thoughts, when uh, I'm sitting, I don't know, in a chair or whatever, thinking about those days when I lived in Great Britain. And like I said, the people there in England, I love every one of you. You're like my brothers and sisters. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition. And uh, as far as I go, this day is normally what we call Anything Goes Day, where we do all kinds of crazy things. Maybe we'll do that, maybe we won't. We'll, uh, I'm going to kind of look at what I've got here stacked up to talk about today. And believe me, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. And we'll kind of go from there. But right now we're going to take a break, hear a few messages, station ID, the Phyllis Shackley Report. This lady has wisdom beyond compare. I'm sure a lot of you listen to her, and what she speaks of is days bygone, days today, and days in the future for our country, America, and the free world. A very intelligent, lovely lady. We'll be back after a few short messages, station ID, and the Phyllis Shaffer Report. You're listening to The Gary Gatehouse Show on Dogs of War Radio International and all weekend on the sister channel out of the UK, Restoration Media International.
Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up, and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, popular speaker, and author of 25 books, including A Choice, Not an Echo, Who Killed the American Family, The Flip Side of Feminism, Turbo Reader, and How We Made the Republican Party Pro-Life. Now, here's the founder of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly. Most Americans may not know that the Obama administration unilaterally decided to make military women eligible for ground combat units in the infantry and special forces. Our nation has never allowed the assignment of women to units whose mission is to seek out, engage, and kill the enemy, and no other country, not even Israel, does that today. The U.S. Marine Corps Gender Integration Study, which is the most comprehensive research ever conducted on this issue, reported last September that all male combat teams outperformed mixed-gender teams on a wide variety of measures of speed, endurance, negotiating obstacles, and evacuation of casualties. The female Marines experienced injuries at twice the rate of male Marines. Relying on this study to prove that mixed-gender units are less effective, the Marine Corps requested permission to keep some combat roles male-only. Obama's Secretary of Defense not only denied that reasonable request, but ordered the Corps to undergo training to erase unconscious bias and clamp down on potential misgivings about women in combat. This move has opened the door for women to be drafted into service as combat troops in a future war. Since 1980, all young men age 18 to 26 have been required to register with Selective Service for a potential future draft. Everyone knows that the president is the commander-in-chief of American Armed Forces, but our Constitution gives Congress the power to make rules for the regulation of land and naval forces. Tomorrow, we'll discuss what Congress is doing about this issue. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. President Obama took an oath as commander-in-chief, but he is dismantling American military superiority. How do you respond to that? Join the blog conversation with Phyllis Schlafly at eagleforum.org. Voice your support for policies that strengthen our troops and defend our nation. Join the blog at eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Now you folks out there that call yourself Democrats, Hillary and a whole lot of you, this song's dedicated to you. We're living in a country that's the finest place on earth. But some folks don't appreciate this land that gave them birth. I hear that up in Washington they're having an awful buzz. Cause communists and spies are making monkeys out of us. The bureaus and departments have been busy night and day. They're figuring out just how we gave our secrets all away. And Congress has appointed a committee, so they said, to find out who's American and who's a low-down red. They called him up to Washington to speak for Uncle Sam. But when they asked them what they are, they shut up like a clam. I wish they'd take and put me on the witness stand today. I'd shout so loud, old Stalin could hear me all the way. I'm no communist, I'll tell you that right now. I believe a man should own his own house and car and cow. I like this private ownership, I want to be left alone. Let the government run its business and let me run my own. Government is bigger than it ever was today. The more they hire to work for it, the more they have to pay. Our public servants should be proud and honest, you would think. Instead of taking bribes and dressing up their wives and me. The tax- 
keep on going up of that there is no doubt but still they just can't take it in as fast as they dish it out our national debt is monster size and growing every day our children's children still unborn are gonna have to pay our dollar used to be the soundest money on this earth but now two bucks won't even buy one good dollar's worth unless we stop inflation and take care of what we've got the communists may win the fight and never fire a shot oh i'm no communist i'll tell you that right now i believe a man should own his own house and car and cow i like this private ownership i want to be left alone let the government run its business and let me run my yeah, I'll let you run your own. You know, all you communists out there that call yourself Democrats, all you progressives out there, that's just another name for communist. All you folks out that call yourself liberals, progressives, Marxists, socialists, communists, Democrats, you're all in bed together. All your coalitions are all watered up in one big bunch, and you can put them under the umbrella of communism, the ideology of. Now, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Clinton had an interview with the Communist News Network, CNN, news anchor Anderson Cooper. And Hillary said, My work as Secretary of State was not influenced by any outside sources. Have a listen to this. Well, let me ask you about uh, something else Donald Trump has said that you've been peddling. He also said today, quote, that you sold favors and access in exchange for cash from people who donated to the Clinton Foundation. Now, I know you point to the life-saving work for the foundation that the foundation's done over the years, getting low-cost HIV drugs and other things. I know you deny the charges that Mr. Trump is making there, but at the very least, there is an appearance of a conflict of interest with the foundation. You've agreed to make changes. If you're elected, why not just make those changes now? Have your husband step away from the foundation now. Well, first, what Trump has said is uh, ridiculous. Uh, my work as Secretary of State was not influenced by any outside forces. I made policy decisions based on what I thought was right to keep Americans safe and to protect U.S. interests abroad. Uh, no uh, wild political attack by Donald Trump is going to change that. And, in fact, uh, the State Department has uh, uh, said uh, itself that there is no evidence of any kind of uh, impropriety at all. Now, I think it's important uh, to recognize that uh, the foundation, uh, which does do life-saving work and is uh, so well-respected here in our country and around the world, um, has been uh, doing this work uh, for a number of years. And in 2009, uh, they took steps that went above and beyond all legal requirements uh, and, indeed, all standard requirements followed by every other charitable organization, uh, voluntarily disclosing donors, significantly reducing uh, sources of funding, uh, even to the point of... Uh, you know, of those funding being uh, involved in providing medication to treat HIV-AIDS. And I think that the announcements that the foundation has made uh, really reflect its desire to continue as much of its uh, important work as possible, but to do it in a way that uh, provides uh, great disclosure. And although none of this is legally uh, required, these steps go further. Uh, than the policies that were in place when I was Secretary of State. And it's important to remember, Anderson, the foundation is a charity. Neither my husband nor I have ever drawn a salary from it. Now, people, people of America, based on what you know about Hillary, based on you know her of her continuous lies for going on 30 years now, based on her corruption, based on her immorality, as far as telling the truth goes, based on her, I don't know what you would call it, hunger for power and money. That's all, they hear, that's all the Clintons see. That's all they understand. And they will step on anybody's throat, anybody's, to gain more power, more money. Now, as far as the foundation goes, they have taken millions and millions and millions of dollars donated to them 
by the likes of Saudi Arabia and other Eastern Middle Eastern countries that are nothing more than dictatorships, have madrasas that teach hate America, have uh, women, have women on the ground, if you will, with their throat on their foot on their throat, not letting them dress the way they want, drive cars, go to school, etc. Women are third-class citizens parading behind their husbands at so many steps. And Hillary claims that she and her foundation are advocates for women's rights. And she and Bill claim that the money they take in goes towards helping the poor and alleviating disease and misery. Ladies and gentlemen, less than 10% of all the millions they have taken in through donations from dictators, etc., less than 10% actually goes or finds its way to people who need the money. Less than 10%. Now, this woman's a liar. She's a very corrupt individual. We know this. We know that she's corrupt beyond any stretch of the imagination. She and her husband are probably the most corrupt individuals in the history of politics in America. Yet, you individuals out there that stand for her, you individuals that get in front of the television cameras on Fox News and CNN, whatever, and fall on your swords for her, lie for her, tell untruths for her, you're no better than she is. You're all from the same cut of cloth. None of you are trustworthy, as is the mainstream media that back her and protect her and lie for her. They are nothing but reprobates themselves, every one of them, every one of you so-called journalists who consider, like to consider yourself above the fray, above it all. You know what's best for America, and you say Hillary is. You go after Donald Trump every day. There is a show that I had on Wednesday, well, excuse me, Friday, Monday of this week, where I talked about incidents that took place in Europe Incidents that took place in England. Incidents that took place in the Middle East regarding Islam, Muslims. A poor mother's two-year-old son ground up into meat and then fed to her. She didn't know any of this. Fed to her as food. She was literally eating her own son. And this is ISIS. This is Islam. This is Muslims. This is the teaching from the Koran to make life ultra miserable for infidels. Do whatever you want with them. Hillary stands with these people, as does Barack Hussein Obama Jr., and many in Congress stand with them as well. They don't represent the American people, but they'll go out of their way to represent people from Middle Eastern countries, south of the border. They'll fall on their swords to help them at every opportunity and throw Americans under the bus. We the people who foot the bill. We the people who fight the wars. We the people who pay the taxes. We are of no consequence to the congressional cartel or Hillary Clinton or Barack Hussein Obama Jr., Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid, John Boehner, Paul Ryan, the whole lot of them. They could care less about us, the great unwashed, as they look at us. They look at us as people who are underinformed, misinformed, disinformed, dolts, toothless hillbillies who do not know or do not have the mental capability to even make a simple decision. They believe they have to make all of our decisions for us. And as so many that support Hillary Clinton and the Democrat people, they believe the same thing. They believe that they are above approach. They believe that they are the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-hearing, most educated individuals in the world. If you don't believe me, just ask them. They'll tell you. They'll go in length to tell you how smart and educated they are and how dumb you are as a person who supports conservative values who's a Christian. They will tell you how stupid you are. They do it every day in their Hollywood movies. They do it every day in their television shows in their reality shows, on news uh, media. They look at us as people who just don't count. And like I said on one of my shows a while back, the only time we the people, 
the people in flyover country, the Midwest, down south. We the people that don't live in California or the East Coast bastion of liberalism, we the rest of us, we the people, well, we just don't count. We don't, we don't mean anything to a, the, the con- congressional cartel, to the people who support Hillary Clinton, to the people who support Democrats and the Democrat Party. We people don't count. We're just dumb idiots that just can't make up any kind of make it any kind of decision because we just we just don't have the mental capability to do it. They say that every day about us, every day. But the only time they come around, like I said on the show a while back, the only time the political cartel comes around and the mainstream media comes around is when they need us to pay our taxes. They need us to fight our, the wars of America so they don't have to. They will never send their sons or daughters to fight. They wait for us, we the people, to send our sons and daughters. Oh, no, not theirs. They're too intelligent, too educated. They've got a life. They've got a future going. We, the people, our sons and daughters don't. So they can fight the wars that Congress starts. You know, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we pay the taxes. We fight the wars. And we're the ones that are the forgotten people. The silent majority. Congress doesn't give a hill of beans about us. Hillary Clinton doesn't give a hill of beans about us. I wouldn't even want her to. That woman is so corrupt. I wouldn't even want, I would not let her on my property. I don't give a damn how many Secret Service men were knocking at my door. I would not let her within 20 yards of my property. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition. I hope you're all having a great day out there, gearing up for the weekend. I hope you're going to have great weather wherever you're at. And all you folks over there in England, I know you. Uh, this is a time of year where you get your sunny intervals going. When it rains and it sun comes out and it rains some more. You know, I've been through that. I've lived through that for like 10 years. So I, I know what you go through, but I know you find all kinds of ways to celebrate each day and celebrate the freedoms that you still have intact. And I fear that those freedoms are going to go away if Europe and the people of England and the UK don't stand up against your leaders. They are selling you out just like they are here across the pond. They're selling my country out as well. And I can't stand it. I know you can't either. But being it's Friday, then you're gearing up for the weekend, and I don't know what you'll be doing over there. I, I suspect a lot of you will be going to theater down in London. And a lot of you will be heading for the pubs to enjoy a nice Friday night. Or, or you know, for the weekend as well, having a couple of nice pints and maybe playing some Skittles or playing some cards, whatever the case may be. You know, folks, if you've never had the opportunity to visit Great Britain, to visit England, my God, you're missing out on something. You know, this is all based on the way it was when I was there in the 70s and 80s. The weekends were something, it was a completely different world in the weekend. The people enjoyed themselves. Like I said, they got out, they went to the pubs, they went to theater, and they had a great time. I enjoyed every second that I lived there. And it's too bad not every American has a chance to visit England, travel the length and breadth of England, north to south, up the M1, whatever, go up to Scotland, see how the Scottish live. I, one of my favorite, One of my favorite cities was Edinburgh. I loved Edinburgh, down the, the, the Prince Way and all that. And I enjoyed the pubs there. I enjoyed uh, the Edinburgh. I stayed at the Edinburgh. I forget the name of the college. Edinburgh College? Yeah, I think that's why. I went through the tattoo. Went through the tattoo a couple of times up there. And if you've never had the chance to visit the Edinburgh tattoo, man, you are missing out on something. I remember one particular time. It was in the evening. And we were uh, up on... Uh, up on this great big hill right there in Edinburgh. And the sun was going down. It was just about ready to get dark. And they had the Black Watch there, the bagpipes. And they were playing a dedication, uh, a dedicating a song to the fallen of the British Empire. And that song was Amazing Grace on the bagpipes. My God, that was so inspiring and so heart-wrenching. 
and those bagpipes and those men up there playing that, it was just, it was fantastic. It's etched in my mind to stay there until the day I die. You know, visiting England is something you've got to have on your bucket list if you have one. You've got to go there. You've got to enjoy yourself. It's a fantastic place. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition, Anything Goes. Broadcasting on the GAL Network, Restoration Radio International, out of the UK, out of London. And freedominamericaradio.com, freedominamerica.us, rednationrisingradio.com, and one more, Dogs of War Radio UK. We'll be back after a few short messages and the Trade Martin Talks the News. Stand by. Donald Trump learned the values of hard work, determination, and faith at an early age. He went on to build one of the world's most iconic brands and companies, which employs thousands of people. Donald Trump is running for president because politicians are all talk and no action. They will never make our country great again. He'll stop illegal immigration and drug trafficking by building a wall on our southern border, and he will make Mexico pay for it. He will negotiate great trade deals and make our military so strong, no country will ever mess with us. Donald Trump will protect Israel and brutally and quickly cut the head off of ISIS. He is self-funding his campaign. He will only be responsible to the American people, not special interests and lobbyists. It's time to make America great again, maybe greater than ever before. Vote Donald Trump for president. I'm Donald Trump. I'm running for president. And I approve this message. Paid for by Donald J. Trump for President, Inc. Today in news. Broadcasting from his laser-powered space-age digital recording studios in the New York metropolitan area, here's your ultra-conservative talk show host, Trade Martin. This is on top of the news. Welcome all my friends and thank you for listening. It's Thursday, September 1st, 2016. We're coming towards the Labor Day weekend, the end of the summer. Okay, let's get to the late-breaking news so we can keep you on top of things. On top of the news, here we go. Well, it looks like the extraterrestrials are monitoring our election. Yes, there was a UFO, a mysterious UFO, spotted above the International Space Station. Now, they said this one was mysterious. I guess the other ones weren't mysterious. This one was very mysterious. Uh-oh. Maybe the aliens will pay for Trump's wall. I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Well, the president of Mexico earlier today said he would not pay for the wall. But I believe that Trump believes that he could deduct money from the goods that we buy from Mexico in order to pay for that wall. It's kind of like when someone owes the IRS money. They don't worry about you paying it. They just extract it from your salary. And that's exactly what we would do to Mexico, which would make them be paying for the wall. That sounds like a plan to me. That's pretty sharp, Trade Martin. Well, thank you. I take that as a compliment. This is amazing. We'll have to ask John Kerry about this. Or maybe Barack knows a little more about this than John Kerry. Or maybe Debbie Wasserman Schultz or Nancy Pelosi knows about this. They found fossils from 3.7 billion years ago in Greenland. Now, they must know something about this because Barack knows about global warming and he says that's the catastrophic thing that's going to affect us and everything like that. So he must know about this stuff because he studied a lot when he was in Hartford as an affirmative action student. He would have probably never gotten to Hartford otherwise, but he got in there and he must have studied global warming. I mean, those Marxist professors must have really handed it to him and gave him the global warming lowdown. So (laughs) they found 3.7 billion year old fossils in Greenland. That's when climate change started. We got to let Al Gore know about this. And John Kerry, they know a lot about this stuff. They're experts. Just like Barack, he could have been a weather reporter. He knows so much about global warming, it's unbelievable. Don't ever put it past him. He's the best. Community organizers usually know a lot about global warming and climate change. What they do not realize is that one volcano spews more carbon monoxide and toxins into the atmosphere than all of industry has spewed into the air in the last century. Take it to the bank. Well, everyone, yesterday, Donald Trump was on the dais with the Mexican president. He was very presidential. Then last night, he was in Arizona and gave a rousing speech to a big bunch of people. It was really sensational. I predict that next week after Labor Day, the polls are going to be so high on Trump and Hillary is going to be trailing by a lot of numbers. Donald said he may deport Hillary. She must be shaking in her pantsuit. Get real, my friends. Get real. Before I go, I want to give a shout-out. Happy belated birthday to a great guy, Freddie Hudson, a terrific harness racing trainer driver and great golf enthusiast. 
Well, that wraps it up for today's On Top of the News broadcast. Thursday, September 1st. It's going to be a great week. Have a wonderful day, and we'll get back to you tomorrow with a new On Top of the News. Seven days a week we're here for you. Thank you for listening. There are 59 days till Halloween, 67 days till the presidential election, and 114 days until Christmas. Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The most comprehensive study ever published with regards to sexual orientation and gender identity has now concluded what we all knew, and that is that sexual orientation is not something that you're born with, and the whole idea of transgender is a myth. It is not reality. We're going to be talking about this study on faith and freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Matt Barber, the founder of barbwire.com, and Holly Mead, the director of communications for Liberty Council. There is a study out. It's by two Johns Hopkins University scientists, and it reveals the evidence does not support the claim that homosexuals are born that way, and also with regards to transgender, which we want to focus on, that it's simply a myth. It's not reality. It's written by doctors Lawrence Mayer and Paul McHugh, published in The New Atlantis, and the report is a meta-analysis, meaning that it evaluates all of the other research, so it is a comprehensive, frankly, it's the most comprehensive report or study ever done. It has evaluated, Matt, over 200 peer-reviewed studies, not just studies, but studies that are done by first having it reviewed by peers, other experts in the same field, before it is accepted for publication. Over 200 of these peer-reviewed studies are part yeah. of this new study. Yeah, this is the most comprehensive study ever done, and and there, you know, it's it's objective, it's empirical, it's not politically motivated, it's not political. Unlike some of of the other, uh, the APA and uh, the American Psychiatric Association and some other organizations that are have been totally politicized, this is a reliable study, the most comprehensive ever done. Yesterday on Faith and Freedom, we broke down the uh, the whole born that way myth and the gay gene myth and the the things that this study completely debunks. But uh, the whole idea of gender identity, which is is uh, on the front pages of, of uh, the websites and newspapers today uh, with, with um, the men invading women's bathrooms and showers and, and a president pushing that radical uh, agenda. Well, he has no science to, to back up this, this radical ideology, and this study proves that in, in regard to this whole notion of so-called gender identity. You know, I think it's so important to bring out the point as we talk about these these schools and the Obama's directive and the locker rooms and the showers and all that, that this study is saying there is no evidence to suggest that children should be encouraged to become transgender if they act or speak in a way that is typical of their opposite gender. And especially it warns against treatments or surgeries on young people, children who identify with the opposite gender. Now, understand, this is a study that is about science. In fact, right. Dr. Mayer said, quote, this report is about science and medicine, nothing more and nothing less. Then he goes on to acknowledge how it would be explosive. Why? Not because the science is in dispute, but because of the political environment. He says, and I'm quoting him, in the course of writing this report, I consulted a number of individuals who asked that I not thank them by name. Some feared an angry response from the more militant elements of the LGBT community. Others feared an angry response from the more strident elements of um, the various other communities, religiously conservative communities. Most bothersome, however, he said, is that some feared reprisal from their own universities for engaging in such controversial topics, regardless of the report's content, a sad statement about academic freedom, he said. And you're right. I mean, this is a study about science, the most comprehensive study ever done, because it's reviewing over 200 other studies that are peer-reviewed, not just studies that are published in journals, but studies that only can make it in journals, 
when other peers of the same profession and specialty review it and say, this meets the scientific criteria necessary for it to be included in the journal. Over 200 of those kinds of studies. And these are peers within the psychiatric and, and medical academia, if you will, which is no bastion of conservatism. I mean, these studies, these are at least studies where, where they're objectively looking, really trying to look at the science despite the political backlash. But the, the executive summary with regard to gen- gender identity, it says, quote, the hypothesis that gender identity is an, is an innate fixed property of human beings that is independent of biological sex, that a person might be, quote, a man trapped in a woman's body or, quote, a woman trapped in a man's body, is not supported by scientific evidence. It doesn't get much clearer than that. Yeah, and it says compared to the general population, adults who have undergone sex reassignment surgery, which is plastic surgery, mastectomy, phalanectomy, and other kinds of things such as that, Those people who have undergone sex reassignment surgery continue to have a higher risk of experiencing poor mental health outcomes. One study found that compared to controls, sex reassigned individuals were about five times more likely, 500% more likely, to attempt suicide and about 19 times more likely to die by suicide, so 19 times more likely to die from suicide. A society where we're glamorizing the Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, we should be weeping, you know, to see that these people are actually have mental problems and are highly likely to commit suicide. Yeah, they need they need prayer, they yes. need compassion, they need therapy, but they do not need people to join in on their delusion and, and lie to them yeah. because that. That does not benefit them. It hurts them. The least compassionate thing you can do is to continue to foster and in them this delusion. Listen to this, Matt. It says, and people, you always hear this retort. Oh, but they've, they've done brain studies that show that, the, that, a, that there's actually a female brain trapped in a male body. Well, nonsense, utter nonsense. It says, quote, studies comparing the brain structures of transgender and non-transgender individuals have demonstrated weak correlations between brain structure and cross-gender identification, these correlations do not provide any evidence for a neurobiological basis for cross-gender identification. It's all myth. Transgenderism is made up. It's a fantasy world. It's a myth, Matt. It is. It's very dangerous. It says that the there is no evidence uh, for any benefit for these uh, puberty blocking or delaying uh, medications to delay the um, production of testosterone in a male or estrogen in a female. In fact, it says there's no evidence that all children who express gender atypical thoughts or behavior should be encouraged to become transgender. You know, the fact of the matter is when doctors... Uh, participate in this charade and do plastic surgery on these people and give them hormones and, and play along with the charade that you can change your gender like you change your clothes. And then worse, when the government and even the Obama administration tries to force the general population to go along with this myth. I mean, it's a myth. It's Crazy. unbelievable that you have this pressure to go along with pretending that a myth is reality. It's like we're creating these Frankensteins. We're taking these children who are in their formative years and creating these Frankensteins saying, well, if you want to play with a truck or, you know, uh, play ball with the boys, you know, that you you should be a a boy instead of a girl. It's like, no. Well, well, what's worse than that, too, is, is parents who, through political correctness or, you know, uh, some false sense of, of, uh, altruism and, you know, they want to be part of something bigger than, than themselves. When they give these children hormone blocking hormones or, or God forbid in, in California, you at a very young age, you can actually subject these children to sterilization. That's, let's be honest. When we talk about this gender, this, uh, uh mutilation surgery, it sterilizes like people. They can stuff. never have children. A boy can't have you. That is, there's no other word for it. It's child abuse. So the medical personnel, the parents, everyone who engages in this fantasy world are engaging in abuse. And frankly, these people who are suffering from mental, the men, mental illness and gender dysphoria are the, are the victims. They're the, the, the abuse. You know, I, I'm just about finished with a book, a very, very good book called Imbeciles, and it's about uh, looking at the United States Supreme Court decision, Buck versus Bell, in which it talked about 
the fact that you could sterilize people who were of lower IQ. And it is a disturbing book because it looks at the academic world, the scientific world, the popular world, all these different organizations that got on the eugenics bandwagon. And ultimately, it spread to Nazi Germany. It was obviously part of Planned Parenthood. And it's how this entire generation were completely duped. It starts off the book at the very beginning from Romans. Uh, thinking to be wise, they became fools. And that's, I think, what we're going through again with this whole sexual orientation, LGBT agenda. Time will ultimately look back at this generation and think, what were they doing back then? How could they be so deceived and so duped? That's why it's important to make sure that you are grounded in the scriptures and objective reality. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Yes, indeedy, it's the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Coming out of London, England today on Restoration Radio United Kingdom and Dogs of War UK. Also out of Pennsylvania, freedominamericaradio.com, Florida, freedominamerica.us, South Texas, the GAL Network, and Red Nation Rising Radio worldwide. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I've talked in length for many years on my show about the National Education Association, the largest union in these here United States. And I've tried to educate my listeners on just what the NEA stands for, who they support, what they teach, their curriculums, etc. And I've, over the years, have coined different descriptions of the NEA, one of them being indoctrination clinics versus public schooling. They indoctrinate our children every day into socialism. Now, school's just getting into the swing of things, and you moms and dads out there are loading your kids up on uh, the yellow school bus in the morning, and then they uh, head on out to the uh, the schoolhouse, or you drop them off at school uh, via the uh, family truckster, then you head on to work. Once they walk through the door of the schoolhouse, we all know that they have a captive environment where the teacher is the main authoritarian there. And it is beating the kids' heads that what that teacher tells them is the truth. Now I want to give you a little heads up on the NEA and what they're up to as far as who they support when it comes to political parties, who they support past and present, how much money the NEA over the years has donated to the political parties here in the United States. It might be very surprising. Now, this is one snapshot of the NEA as far as contributions go. This is 2016. 2016. The NEA has donated $16,556,493. 98% of that went to the Democrat and liberals in America. 98% of that money went to Democrat causes, liberal organizations, and institutions in America. Other words, $16,208,509 went to socialist, Marxist, communist, progressive individuals and organizations that run under the banner of the Democrat Party. Hillary Clinton's one of those. And she's in bed with the NEA as they are in bed with her. Now, they teach in their curriculums throughout the United States. And oh, by the way, most of the curriculums that the NEA teaches 
or teach us from in our public school system nationwide come from the very liberal socialist state of California. That's right. And Hillary Clinton has signed on, or did sign on, and is still with the NEA, and with such things as amnesty for illegals, the NEA pushes that, homosexuality, gay, lesbian uh, curriculums, Hillary pushes that. Matter of fact, she loves it. And the NEA teaches it every day in our public schools from pre-K all the way through college. Now, Hillary Clinton and the NEA are in lockstep together. Some of the other companies or organizations that donate 100% of their donation to the Democrat Party And I'll just cover a few. And uh, just a caveat here. All these folks that donate their money to the Democrat Party, they're all unions. They're all unions. For instance, Carpenters and Joiners Union, Levin Mill, they went to the Democrat Party. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Carpenters and Joiners Union, like I said, are hardworking individuals, but they donate their money to the Democrat Party. The AFL-CIO, over $8 million to the Democrat Party. You know, ladies and gentlemen, then we look at the Labor's Union. Almost $10 million to the Democrat Party. $10 million. Service Employees International Union. $8 million to the Democrat Party. 100%. 100%. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that this covers a few of the folks that generate money via union dues. And then they turn around and a lot of that money goes to the Democrat Party. And you know, you've heard of the International Socialist of, uh, Organization. The International Socialist Organization is also tied at the hip. Our, our, our unions are tied at the hip with those folks. You could almost say a hammer and sickle hangs in the offices of these individuals, organizations, or unions. They are all on board, and they all support Hillary Clinton, the Democrat Party, people like Harry Reid, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, that whole bunch. Lock, stock, and barrel Democrat, Democrat communist, and lock, stock, and barrel, the majority of the trade unions support him. The majority of the trade unions support him. Now, I'm happy to report I'm a I'm a very big huge fan of baseball. The Chicago Cubs, the Chicago Cubs donated six million two hundred thousand dollars this year to political parties. Seven hundred and fifty dollars of it, seven hundred and fifty dollars of it went to the Liberals. Six million one hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred went to the Republicans. Bravo, Chicago Cubs. The Houston, Texas NFL football team, $5,921,550 was donated and it all went, it all went, ladies and gentlemen, to Republicans. That's right. Not a penny went to the Democrats. Not a penny went to Democrats. The American Federation of Teachers, 4411852 Out of that total amount given, $4,394,352 went to liberals, Democrats. So there you are, both teachers' unions, giving the 99 to 98% of their total dues taken that they fund out to parties, political parties, are given to Democrats. So when you send your kids to school and you sit down at a union, or excuse me, a teacher's conference with the teachers that teach your kids in the public school system, wherever that may be, you might want to ask them, are you a member of the NEA? the National Education Association. And if you get an affirmative, you might run them numbers by them and ask them if they agree 
with what the NEA, the family or parent organization union that they work for, you might want to ask those teachers if they agree that the NEA should continue to give 98% of union dues collected. Out of that 98%, 98% that they give to political parties goes to the Democrat Party. You might want to ask them that. And then again, I doubt if many American moms and dads really have the spine or backbone to do it. They just don't want to take the time. Hell, a probably a lot of them probably don't even go to teachers' meetings or teachers' conferences anyway. They have something else to do. And meantime, little Billy and Mary, little Jimmy and, and, and Elizabeth, whatever the case may be, are marching off to school, either walking or catching the big yellow school bus, or you're loading them up in the family truckster and dropping them off at the front of the schoolhouse every day, Monday through Friday. And those kids walk in there, they are not represented by you or your husband or your or their grandparents or their significant other caretaker. They're on their own for seven to eight hours, exposed to the hyperbole, and exposed to the corruption and exposed to the socialist curriculums that they're being taught to to by their teachers. Then by extension, they come home and walk in the front door and say, Hi, Mom. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Here's your snack. You got any homework? Yeah, we got a bunch of homework here. Sit down on the kitchen table and get going if you want to watch some TV tonight. By extension, the socialist curriculum reaches into your house. Your kids bring it home every night in the form of homework. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, the tentacles of socialism and communism and Marxism reaches into your kitchen to control your children's minds. Then they sit down in front of television and they get another big dose of socialism or communism or Marxism. Maybe disguised as some reality show for kids. Who knows? But we only have to look around at our younger generation, the millennials, whatever, and understand the impact that our public school system has and has had on our children. The way they think, the way they look at America, the way they look at you and I, the way they look at older folks as far as respect, the way they think about the whole scenario when it comes to patriotism, standing up for their country, their flag, non-existent. They've been brainwashed, ladies and gentlemen. Brainwashed by the NEA. Brainwashed by those folks that work tirelessly to hoodwink the American people, the mainstream media, Hollywood, television, Fox News, Fox TV, NBC, CBS, CBS, uh, cartoons on on, uh, weekends, public broadcasting, you name it. It's all there. And they're being exposed. Your kids are being exposed to it almost 24-7. Well, they get some time off when they're asleep. But you know, folks, isn't that a sad report? Isn't that something that you think that you might want to look into? Isn't that something that you think you might want to just, uh, oh, do a little discovery on? Because like I said, all you have to look around, do is look around at millennials and these very immature so-called adults and uh, the likes of the people on the uh, left and what they teach and what they say is right and what they say is wrong. I think it's about time America, the moms and dads, grandmothers and grandfathers, aunts and uncles, stand up for their children and start investigating this stuff. Once you find the truth, I think, again, it's time you stand up as a community, wherever that may be, and speak out against what's going down at the schoolhouse. You've been listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition. Have a great weekend. Take care of yourself. Say a prayer for our country and Mr. Trump and our military. God bless every one of you. 
This is Gary Gatehouse saying, Good day. Thank you.